football on this one. Basketball, right? No, all football. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, we're all good to go. No problem. Welcome to the Tuesday, November 5th edition of the Win Daily Sports Podcast. This is Brandon Williams along with DFS experts, uh, the pro himself, Javi Prezello. Javi, how are things going with you? What's going on, Brandon? I'm just glad that Monday's behind us and we're uh, moving through the week. <laughs> yeah, moving through the week and heck, a bigger thing, moving through the season. We're in week 10, my friend. It seems like, you know, just not too long ago we were, you know, just getting, you know, you know questioning ourselves about, you know, what to do after week one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a, uh, an interesting football season to say the least, but it's been a been a fun one. Last week was uh was pretty crazy, so I'm excited to move forward to this one. Well, we'll touch on quickly back on last week. What are some of the things that stood out on you uh, last week, L? And uh, better yet, how were you as far as you know, your DFS plays? Yeah, so we're pretty spot on. So my my thing when I'm catching myself is that. Uh, I'm making a lot of changes last second, like an hour before lock, after being locked in on a lineup from from all the research and the podcasts and the articles and looking at other pros that win daily sports. And uh, really what it is is I'm just doubting myself at the last second. And sometimes it's costing me a little bit more than others. Um, another thing that I'm learning is that, you know, I said this on the podcast with Jay and, and David Jones, that, um, you know, when you're not sure what receiver to go with, for example, uh, Tampa Bay, it's it's just best to make two lineups. I know um, it's going to cost some more money, but it's it's good to hedge your bet. So I mean, for me, oh, I yeah, for me, I went uh, I went Godwin yesterday or yeah Sunday with with Winston, and it cost me not going to lie ten k, and it, 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 that one hurt a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also a lesson learned, not only for you, but also uh, for uh, beginners that are out there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the one thing that you know, beginners need to understand is that one lineup isn't going to win you everything. You've got to be able to put yourself in position uh, to put in multiple lineups okay. to uh, enhance your chances. Every now and then you might get that one guy who ends up you know, using one lineup uh, and defies the odds and wins. But at the same time, you, know, you have to be able to be flexible. You know, and in mm-hmm. your case, you're saying you're a little too flexible. But at the same time, it's flexibility that's going to be the difference between winning and losing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's it's good to hedge yourself. And like I said, you know, if you're going to do a Winston with Godwin lineup, I, I highly, highly recommend doing a Winston with Evans lineup, just to just to save yourself. You know, so yeah. start doing that. <laughs> Well, we're entering into week 10, and we're also heading into that time of year where weather is going to be a factor in some games. You know, it's a 10-game main slate, and if you're looking at it, there are about maybe two or three games that could uh, be impacted uh, by weather. I think the one uh, that I'm focusing most off is uh, Buffalo and Cleveland. It looks like uh, you could be getting – it's going to be cold, and you know, you're probably going to be looking at showers if not snow showers out in Cleveland uh, for the one Eastern kickoff on that one. Uh, when it comes time, when it comes to this time of year, you know, how important is it to avoid, you know, to uh, put weather in consideration, especially when you're looking at wide receivers where the passing game can be greatly impacted, you know, uh, by mother nature. 
Yeah, I'm I'm totally off those those games. Any any of those games that uh, have the snowstorms or uh, extra cold, whatever the case is, uh, weather puts me in a in an interesting predicament because I can just avoid that game as a whole. Uh, I mean, maybe target a running back or two in a large field GPP, but for the most part, I'm just going uh, the defenses and daily and even season long. So that's that's about all I'm targeting. And so in this one, for example, you've got three running backs that will kind of be the focal point of things with this uh, Bills-Browns uh, game. Nick Chubb, obviously, uh, will be you know, the lead back out in Cleveland, $7,000 uh, over at DraftKings. Uh, you've got uh, Frank Gore. Uh, that still is going to be a bit of a factor. Gore is going to come in at $4,000 at DraftKings. But Devin Singletary had a strong performance last week. He's $5,000 this week, but uh, he ran 95 yards and a touchdown on 20 carries, uh, three or four on targets for 45 receiving yards in the win over the Redskins. Ended up giving 23 points uh, to his fantasy users. Have we seen the change now? Do you think that this is now Singletary? as the lead, whereas you're seeing uh, Gore more towards, you know, playing more of a backup role at this point? Yeah, I mean, it should be the Singletary show since week one. I, I understand Gore brings that veteran presence, and he's a he's a workhorse and whatnot, but uh, I think so. I, I think they're slowly putting up the snaps, and uh, he's he's getting the ball more. Um, I, I think it's it's just a matter of time, and I, and I have to do a shout-out to uh, Singletary because – He's an FAU Al, and that's my college. You don't ah, have any pros out go. there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is going to be the week where um, he could break out uh, again, I guess you could say, because he's had a few breakout weeks. I think last week he can consider a breakout week. And, you know, from week one when he had five carries for, like, 90 yards. Uh, I mean, it was only five carries, but the guy broke out. I mean, it's just you got to let him loose. I, I think it's just a matter of time. I don't think this will be the week for it. I mean, he, he does have a – pretty softball matchup but i mean the early line right now is cleveland is two and a half point favorite which is ridiculous to me considering how bad cleveland's been so oh hey looking at chubb seven thousand again over at uh DraftKings. he's been kind of a slump of lady at the big performance against seattle where he gave you 32.9 points uh but since then you know he kind of had a hollow 15.8 uh, against the Browns, against the Patriots a couple of weeks ago. Then last week, uh, 65 yards rushing, uh, 26 yards receiving. Uh, he's not scoring. Uh, well, heck, the Browns aren't scoring these days. So that certainly is going to impact it. But again, when you're looking at the weather situation, does this make him uh, more of an opportunity to say, hey, you know, he's going to get a heavy workload. Eventually, he's going to get in the end zone. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of... Uh... Um, like check downs and dump offs and a lot of running for him. If the weather stays as it is, I mean, it's it's still super early in the week. Things can change, but if it, the weather stays, he's, he could be a big benefactor and he could be a sneaky play, but Buffalo's defenses, they're a top five defense. I, I think I'm going to avoid the Browns until I see any signs of life. Uh, I think I'm off of them. Oh, looking on state at running back uh, for the moment oh, is Christian McCaffrey that good. He's 10-5 over at FanDuel and over at DraftKings. You know, still, you know, he's 10-5 over there. Is he that good to where you have to, you know, where you plug it in? Uh, you know, particularly newcomers are going to do that, but, you know, being a DFS pro, 
how do you handle a guy such as McCaffrey? You know, you know that he's been red hot, but you know, at the same time, you also have to consider salary. And you know, in this week, he's facing a Packers team that's twenty seventh uh, against the run. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty. He's he's the real deal. I mean, he was priced up this past week, uh, almost at ten thousand. I think he was ten thousand on one of the sites, and he still scored three touchdowns. So. I mean, if he's going to score three, four touchdowns a game and, and do that, he he's a lock. I mean, I think he's going to be a a top cash play given Green Bay's struggle against the run. They've been a little better against the run, but, um, you know, they just lost to the Chargers, and Melvin Gore ran all over them. Even Eckler did. So I, I early look into the week, I am going to lock in McCaffrey in most of my laps. He is the real deal. He's I, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores two, three touchdowns. So. Oh, uh, he has scored touchdowns in seven straight games, and mm-hmm. you know, that Packers defense is going to be pretty hard uh, for him not to uh, go at eight. A uh, couple of other, you know, looking at the running back position, Aaron Jones, you know, in that same game, Carolina against Green Bay, you know, he's uh, priced at $7,400 over at DraftKings. You know, you go over to FanDuel, he's at 7600 Panthers also have their struggles against the run. Uh, is this a situation where you might consider pairing Jones and McCaffrey together in this one? Um, I, I don't know, to be honest. It's it's too early. I know last week uh, Aaron Jones disappointed a lot of people. He was on my top five of running backs, and he really did nothing. Uh, I think this is a bounce back, but a Carolina defense is actually sneaky good. Um, you know, a lot of people – I uh, think, you know, they, they target the Carolina defense for offenses and whatnot, and they've been shutting down people for the most part. So I think uh, it's, it's it's pretty early to tell, but I, I might be off Aaron Jones. Um, it's a pretty limited slate for, for running backs this week, in my opinion, especially with the cold and the weather. Um, I like the price at 7,600 on FanDuel. I think that's a, it's a, it's a pretty good price considering he's the sixth highest, but um, I think I, I'm going to target some other ones instead so far. You, you look at the running back position this week, you know, there are a number of league guys that are are either banked up and guys that are probably going to either be out or probably going to be game-time decisions. Alvin Kamara uh, of New Orleans, James Conner out in Pittsburgh, uh, still no status on David Johnson uh, out in Arizona. Le'Veon Bell has that dreaded cue on him. Uh, right now, you know, so you go deeper, you know, you saw that Mark Walton, a guy who I was starting to get excited about, he's suspended for four games. So when you have all of that, you know, plus you have to consider, you know, five weeks in there as well. You want to have a Miles Sanders who's been uh, hot up late. Oh, you know, how difficult is it going to be to maneuver the running back position here in week 10? It's difficult. It's going to be real tough, but I think the million-dollar question is going to be, do we want to play Kalen Balage at 4,600 on FanDuel or 3,000, whatever he is, on, on DraftKings? Um, that's, the, that's the question. He's the only running back left on the, on the roster pretty much for the Dolphins. Uh, I had high hopes for Walton, too. I played him in a few uh, DraftKings lineup this past week, and he, he disappointed, but now there's nobody left. And Indianapolis might be without Brissett. They might be with Brian Hoyer. They might make mistakes, have a short touchdown, and Balage can easily make value with a touchdown. So we can have a salary saver with Balage. You can have a salary saver with David Montgomery at 6,400 against Detroit, who has 
been awful against the run. Uh, and they showed it again last week. Or we can go even if James Conner's out, we can do the Jalen Samuel show again. I mean, they finally priced him up, but he is not priced nearly high enough after the week he just had. Um, he was better on DraftKings because of PPR. He had like 10 receptions, but uh, 6,200 against the Rams. I, I like that for Samuels if he's going to start again. So it's just a matter of this injury news. That's that's the most important part. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I, I, you got to love Jalen Samuels, especially in a seasonal mode here in the PPR format. 13 of 13 on targets on uh, Sunday. You know, I think the one thing that you know, hurt him is that he did lose a fumble. But I agree with you. Uh, $6,300 for Samuel over uh, at DraftKings, that is an, uh, that's a, a value play, in my opinion, against the Rams. Uh, right now, you go down to him over at uh, FanDuel. He's at 6200 So he's priced under, you know, in my opinion. And I do agree with you completely on uh, the Balazs situation. I'm guessing the Dolphins will go on the street and try to find a running back uh, at some point this week. Uh, but Balazs is going to be that guy. And considering the fact that, you know, this is a guy that, you know, has that power and strength that would be effective in goal line, you're not asking him to give you 30-some-odd carries. If you can get about 15 or 17 touches from Balaj and about a third of those are in the red zone. Chances are pretty good he's going to get in the end zone. And you have to also think about the fact that the Dolphins' offense has moved pretty well with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. And with that, it's going to allow us to swing over to that position uh, at quarterback this week. The high guy, when you look at points per game, now is Lamar Jackson. Uh, $7,300 over at DraftKings, when you go and flip over at FanDuel, he's at $8,600. He is playing a Cincinnati team that, one, is bad against the run, and two, Mm. they allow the most yards per game uh, to opposing quarterbacks uh, in fantasy. So, to me, you know, in the seasonal, Lamar Jackson's a can't miss, and even in the DFS format, I can't see how you can miss with Lamar Jackson this week against the winless Bengals. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a top matchup, but again, if you're Wouldn't pay up a McCaffrey, which as of right now, I plan to, especially on uh, on DraftKings. Um, It's going to be tough to get Lamar Jackson in there, too. So um, I think it's going to be a choice between Lamar Jackson against Cincinnati or Christian McCaffrey against Green Bay. So that's I think that's what a lot of us are going to run into. When you look at that scenario, is there a quarterback? You know, if you're locked in on McCaffrey. Uh, is there a quarterback that you can look at and say, you know, would be worth the play? Because you start dipping into, say, the uh, Josh Allen uh, against Cleveland. You certainly don't want to deal with that because of the weather situation. Ryan Tannehill against Kansas City might actually uh, have some value in there as well. But, you know, is there a quarterback that you're looking at that you feel that would pair well with him? Yeah, Um <laughs> I would I would say Mitchell Trubisky, but I can't I can't play him until he has a good game. I mean, he he played against Philadelphia. I know that's that's your team, but their secondary is pretty bad, and he couldn't do anything. I mean, he's 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 just terrible. I I can't play him as bad as Detroit's pass and run defense have, have been. Um, so I was leaning him, but I, I think the main guys. Uh, you know, it might be Kyle, Kyle Allen at 7K. Um, Philip Rivers threw 300 yards. He didn't throw a touchdown, which kind of hurt. He was one of the pivots I had last second last week. So that one kind of hurt. But I do like Kyle Allen at 7,000. I do like Ryan Fitzpatrick at 7,100. I do believe in the Fitz magic. 
Um, and then uh, you, you hit the other one is Ryan Tannehill at 7,200. But yeah, I never thought I'd, I'd hear the day where we're into week 10 and I'm talking about Kyle and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> that right yeah. there shows you just how strange this yeah. season uh, has been. Uh, you, know, you do have to pay a bit for quarterbacks this week. You know, you look at Jack. We talked about Jackson. Drew Brees is eighty three hundred against uh, Atlanta. That's a game that you know if you're focusing on a quarterback that's going to carry you. Uh, Brees might be that guy. You said Falcons secondary. Uh, Aaron Rodgers against Green Bay. Uh, Jameis Winston. You know, never boring. He takes on the Cardinals. Uh, seventy nine hundred. He's not as expensive as Lamar Jackson. Uh, but there's got to be a pill because, you know, the Buccaneers are going to throw the ball north of 40 times each week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they did announce Ronald Jones as a starter moving forward. That's nothing impressive, but I think um, Jameis Winston, he's he's going to be the top play. I think he's going to be the chalk. Um, you can probably pair Jameis with McCaffrey, and then just a matter if you go Godwin or Evans. You know, if you're going to do that, do two lineups. You can't fit them both, so do one, Jam- one Jameis with uh, Godwin won Jameis with Evans. I think that's the best play. I do like uh, Jacoby Brissett at 7,600 on FanDuel uh, if he plays. I know he's got that MCL sprain. He's he's going to be iffy. We have to see the status. But, you know, Miami's defense, they've been better, uh, I will admit. Um, but, I mean, I like his matchup a lot. So it's just a matter of what happens there. <clears throat> Tyler Murray surprised the daylight side of a lot of us, putting up 23 points over at FanDuel. Uh, against the 49ers in their top-ranked uh, pass defense. He threw two touchdowns, uh, ran four, 34 yards. He got a two-point conversion pass, 241 yards passing. It was actually his best week uh, since you know uh, he put up 28 against Atlanta a couple of weeks back. He's taken on the Buccaneers team that is 23rd overall in defense, but they're 31st in pass. Uh, even with the uh, hodgepodge of receivers that he's got in Arizona, is Kyler Murray somebody that you would look at in at least a handful of your lineups? Yes, yes, I definitely. I my my fear though is we don't know what receiver to stack him with. So it, it's kind of I yeah, I'm I'm a big guy about putting the QB in, even in cash and even GPP, both of them. I'm a big fan yeah. of putting the QB with the receiver and I just don't know who to pair Kyler Murray with. I mean one week it could be Kirk, and the other week it could be Fitz, but he, he just throws the ball at 10 different people a game. So that's my fear. That's why I'll probably be off him, unfortunately. But I love the matchup. I mean, he plays yeah. Tampa Bay defense. This is going to be a shootout. It's going to be the highest-scoring game of the slate. I just don't know who to pair him with, so it, it, it hurts a little bit. I don't, I like the matchup, but I'm not going to be on him. Uh, it, it does because his top receiver last week was Andy Isabella. Andy Isabella got one pass, but it just happened to be an 88 yard <laughs> touchdown. So go figure on that one. Uh, it was his first quarterbacks to avoid. Who are some of the QBs that you're looking at and saying it's like, you know, not a chance in heck that you're going to put these guys in your, uh, on your squad this week? Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I do like a lot of matchups and I'm, I do lean towards the. The cheaper guys, I mean, call me crazy. I like Daniel Jones. I like Sam Darnold. They have both interesting matchups in the battle for New York. Uh, but I think uh, some of the guys I'm going to avoid, if, if Mahomes play, I'm going to wait one game to see how that kneecap is. Definitely. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Mahomes. I'll, I'm going to avoid him. Um, I think I'm going to avoid Matt Stafford. I know Chicago's been a lot worse this year, especially against the pass. I mean – Carson Wentz was having a 
a passing parade around there. But Matt Stafford in Chicago, I think that's one I'm going to avoid. And then um, I'll probably avoid Matt Ryan or Matt Schaub in New Orleans. So those are the top three I'll probably fade right now. Guy that I'm sleeping on would, would have might have some potential might be Brian Hoyer taking on uh, mm-hmm. uh, Dolphins. Uh, again, we don't know Co- uh, Jacoby Brissett's status. It's a sprained knee, mm-hmm. so there's a decent chance he might play. But you know, considering the competition, uh, you might want to give uh, Brissett an extra week off to heal, knowing full well that Hoyer is more than capable of handling a Dolphins defense that's 28th against the pass. Yeah, you know, it's definitely somebody you have to basically you basically have to look into um, if he starts uh, again. He's they priced him up a little higher than I wanted to. I mean, I guess they knew that Jacoby might miss, so they thought they'd price him up. Uh, but I like I like the matchup. Uh, Miami again has been better defensively, but uh, I'll target it. I'll definitely have some lineups of either Brissett or Warrior. You know, look at wide receiver. You know, it's the age old question Ginger, Mary Ann, uh, Bailey Quarters, or uh, Lonnie Anderson's character on WKRP. I am aging myself on both. Uh, but we've touched on this. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who do you choose in a game that you know both of these guys are going to eat? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I thought after Evans smashed two weeks ago, it was going to be Godwin's week this past week. And. I didn't, uh, I didn't do what I preached on the, the Win Daily Sports Podcast with, with Jay and David, and I said do one of each. I, I don't know. You just don't know who's going to be. It's it's either one or the other. It's never both of them together. So uh, I'm going to just do two and have one in one and the other in the other. So uh, we, It looks like we could get Devontae Adams back uh, for uh, the matchup against the Panthers. Carolina's 23rd against the pass. Uh, do you put him in that same category that you just put Mahomes in? You just want to lean and lay back a week and see how uh, that turf toe is before you start investing that kind of money because he's going to be stiff at 7800 over at FanDuel. Yeah, yeah. I, I He's going to be – he's a little – higher price than I want him to. Um, if he was lower, I would have more shares. But given given how expensive he is, I, I think I'm going to wait. I know he played this week. He was limited. He did all right. He did better than I expected. But I want to wait um, a week to see how he does. So I'm, I'm off him for the most part. Uh, the cool kid in class right now to me might be Zach Pascal uh, out in Indianapolis. You know, you still have T.Y. Hilton out for multiple weeks. Uh, Pascal, uh had a bad game against the Broncos, but that was to be expected. But he bounced back 16.1 uh, points over at FanDuel last week. Uh, five catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. Uh, and the touchdown did come uh, from Hoyer. So uh, with Hilton out, uh, can you trust that this is going to be the guy that's going to get the bulk of the targets out in Indy? Yeah, I, I I don't know, to be honest. I know uh, if Warriors out, I'm going to be a little off him for the most part. He's he's priced down. I, I do like it, especially with Hilton out. But uh, you just can't trust the receivers now. You can't even trust Ebron or Doyle, which kind of worries me too. Because, again, I like to stack the QB with the receiver tight end. So at $6,400, i will take a – I'll throw a few lineups at Pascal to for stacks just because they're playing against Miami. But it's tough. It really is tough. I, I went all in uh, Darius Slayton and Shonelmo last night, 
and got burnt for my efforts. Uh, you only get me one point, one point. You still have uh, Shepard out uh, with concussion. Doesn't look like he's going to play. This is a good matchup uh, for Slate next Giants. Uh, talk me out of going with them one more time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I um, I know Nick on our Win Daily Sports staff. Also, he was big on Slate two weeks ago, and he went off. I uh. I think I like Golden Tate more uh, than Slade. I know Slade, he's the more talented receiver, but I do love this this New York Giants, New York Jets battle. I mean, we'll have to see the weather, see how it looks towards the end of the week, but uh, I'm not going to talk you off that one, Brandon. I, I think uh, <laughs> I think I think I think Slade can do well, but again, if you're going to do two lineups, we don't know who's going to be the main guy. Um, you know, it could be Evan Ingram, it could be Golden Tate, it could be Slade. But again, with Daniel Jones and all the turnovers he makes and the, all the issues he's having, uh, you don't know which one to trust. So I'd say just throw two lineups in there, <laughs> have one with Tate and have one with Slade because it's I, I wouldn't put both together. Who are some of the receivers that you're looking at that are currently flying under the radar? You know, guys that are like about maybe 5,500 and lower over at FanDuel. Yeah, so one that sticks out at 5,800 is Devontae Parker with Preston Williams out now for the year. So. It's going to be the Devontae Parker show, which I don't like, but uh, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And he fits magic, likes uh, Devontae Parker. So at 5,800, I like him a lot. Um, at 5,500, you can take a shot at Fitz. I wouldn't. Um, he's not my favorite. I do think this is a great bounce back for Hollywood Brown. I know Jackson's been using his legs more and Marquise Brown's been out for the, for the most part. But at 5,300 against Cincinnati's terrible defense, um, he might be my favorite play. Okay, real quickly, we will take a look at tight end. No, uh, a load of uh, high value. Mark Andrews comes in at 6,800. Travis Kelsey at 6,700. Uh, the guy that has some appeal to me might be Mike Jasicki, uh up the Dolphins. 5,300 Colts do not do a good job against uh, the pass. Uh, with tight ends, Cameron Brait, 5,100, might be someone else to take a look at as well. You don't have O.J. Howard, so Brait's going to get a bulk of those targets against an Arizona team that has usually been, and as of right now, is last when it comes to stopping uh, fantasy tight ends. Yeah, yeah, they actually uh, ruled O.J. Howard's going to be in this week, so and, I'm off. Yeah, I'm off. Yeah. I'm off both of them, and Brait burned me this week, past week. He at zero points, zero targets, and he was so cheap, and I thought he was going to crush him this week or this past week, and he uh, he didn't see the ball once. So my Jameis stack with Godwin and Bray was a failure, to say the least. So I'm, I'm off that one for the most part. Uh, one person I am looking at is, I mean, you said it was Gusecki. Another person I like is Jonu Smith this week. I think this is a great bounce back mm-hmm. week for him. So at 5,100. I, do, I will have some shares of John New Smith. Okay. All right. That will do it for us here. One uh, quick one to go. Give me a surprise player and a disappointing player for week 10. Uh, a surprise player, weak player. All right. So I think uh, disappointing player this week is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think, unfortunately, we don't know what's going to happen with that kneecap. I think he's going to be less mobile. So he's not going to be the same Mahomes. I think he'll... He can still do great against his weak Tennessee defense, but I don't think he's going to do any Mahomes-like stats, and I don't think he'll hit value. So that'll be the disappointing player. Uh, and then the surprising player, I'm going back to it. Um, 
I'm going to say Chris, it's going to be a Chris Godwin week. And, and then runner-up would be Devontae Parker. Those are going to be the two. Okay. All right. And that is from our DFS guy, Hobby Pozzello. And this is for me, the non-DFS guy, Brandon Williams. Uh, we will call it a wrap, and we will catch you guys next week. Have a good one.